Hiya and welcome to another episode of The Jewel Case with me, John Darcy. You might be listening on Lisburn's 98 FM or you could be listening on Bangor FM or maybe you're in the Downpatrick, in the wider Downpatrick area and you're listening to FM 105. Whatever way you're listening, you're more than welcome. And remember, if you want to catch up with any of the old episodes of The Jewel Case, you can do at thejewelcase.johndarcy.com, iTunes, Android, all your podcast places. <laughs> We've got a wild one. My guests tonight are Belfast's baddest band. Well, they're not from Belfast, but they're all living here now. It's Bad Fit. Hi, guys. Hi, hey. Hi we're Bluins. How are you doing? <laughs> good. Very good. good. Very good. good. We're in Grace's house tonight, but I'll introduce everyone. We have a vocalist and guitarist with the band, Grace Lockery. Hi, Grace. Hi, John. How are you doing? I'm Good, yeah. Yeah, you've Good set night. the scene really nice for us here. There's candles, <laughs> we had tea. Mm-hmm. It's really comfy. Yeah. We Beer have <laughs> beside Grace is Danny, the Shylock McConaughey, <laughs> making his way to the ring, entering. <laughs> Why is your nickname Shylock? Um, because my granny had a dog called Shylock, oh. and then everybody in Dervert called me Shylock. Oh, don't make no, things that's up. Not that's true. Truth. That's not true. No one called you that. They did. No one called you that until Danny we, Shylock. We started calling he had him because he was in a band called Shylock, <laughs> and I only ever knew him as Danny Shylock. I named the band after the dog. Is that in the way that in like the mid noughties uh, NME would write about like Kelly Block Party? Yeah, one hundred percent, absolutely. Uh, Carl mm-hmm. yeah. Libertines, correct. Yeah. So next to uh, Danny, we have Pando. Bad fit. How are you doing, Pando? <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. So people might recognize you from a couple other bands, but you are making your own name as Bad Fit as sort of a super group. But we're missing one member mm-hmm. who is Megan. We Megan couldn't be here. She's a bit sick at the minute. She sends her apologies. Yes. Um, but she'll be listening in and, you know, she's here in spirit. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about Bad Fit because... I uh, I think I played you guys on an older episode to do with to uh, your your first gig when you released your first single, which was Strong Forever. I loved it. One of my tracks of last year, but I didn't do a list of my favorite tracks from last <laughs> year, but it would have been on it. Um, I'll take your word for it. Uh, yeah, it was great. And uh, you, know, you know what? Maybe we'll take a wee listen to Strong Forever right now. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Cool.
was Bad Fit, Strong Forever, and you're listening to The Jewel Case with me, John Darcy, and I have the band with me right now. So Strong Forever was your first single. And so where did things go from there? What have you been up to in the meantime? Well, um, we've actually got a single coming out on the 10th of February uh, called In The City. So um, I suppose between doing Strong Forever last year and now, we've just been gigging and writing and recording and practicing and doing everything around that what is it like setting up a new band in 2016 and into 2017 and sort of you know establishing that name and brand you have been particularly good on the social media front of things I've noticed (laughs) oh thank you yeah I think setting up a band after setting up so many before is quite daunting um I don't know why I did it but I think uh (laughs) um setting up a band with Grace in the first instance was something which I just, you know, felt would be a good idea and it's something I'd never done before, just meeting with someone and writing songs rather than writing them on my own, I guess, is what I used to do. Yeah. Well, you all, like you alluded to, the fact you've all played in other bands, so should we do like a bit of a rule call of how people might recognise you from from your other lives? Because like Pando, people might know you from Straight Laces. Straight Laces, Yep. Yeah, and you guys were doing loads of stuff. These were all these were in Texas and everything. I don't know what that was about. Um, <laughs> did you make it big or anything? Oh God, no. <laughs> okay, it was good fun. Um, I guess I feel like some people really liked us, and then everyone else hated us. But um, it was good fun. We played a lot of shows, did a, quite a few tours. Ended up in Texas, and yeah. Other than that, um. I played drums with Brandy and B McSee for a while. Um, yeah, that's about it. Did did Straight Laces finish plus or minus in terms of their money incoming or outgoing? I'm pretty sure we still <laughs> owe money. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! If we did that, like start for every Northern Irish band, that <laughs> that would probably be quite depressing. <laughs> On the plus minus, sure you get into it for the love of it, right? Yeah, it's not about the money. <laughs> Well, Danny, let's move to you. What bands have you been in or are still in? Yeah, I'm only in the one band. Uh, was on the one band that was kind of really did anything was Lantern for a Gale, and we uh, also played a few tours, released an album, a few EPs. Um, quite different to uh, Bad Fit, but um, equally uh, as enjoyable. And give me <laughs> what an answer. Thanks, Danny. <laughs> I mean, I sometimes say to Grace that some of the stuff I did with Lantern was the best I've ever did, but I can't say that anymore because I have to Yes. I have to say that it'll be better stuff with Grace. So I know you've got better within you. <laughs> Thanks. I know it's in there. I always saw myself as more a melodic type writer anyway. Well, I think that came through, even though you were writing hardcore music, it was very melodic, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, London for a Gale. And Shylock. And yeah, Shylock. People are going to be scrambling through the internet to find evidence of Shylock now and the picture of the dog. It was it was pre-internet. <laughs> we did have a .tk website. Shylock. <laughs> okay, okay. I have to explain the .tk in-joke now because uh, before we started recording, uh, we sort of had a, a consensus memory of .tk being a thing. Um, Pando, maybe you can you can explain the .tk boom for people who are maybe a bit young for that. Um, <clears throat> you know, this is take away. I had to clear the throat. Um, <laughs> .tk was a 
internet domain in the fashion of .com or .co.uk, but I love only the official tone of voice that <laughs> this is being delivered in. This is a public service announcement, um, <laughs> and you basically had a website uh, that you created. Probably via geocities.com. Shout out geocities. Or <laughs> angelfire.net. Or whatever. Other providers are available. And, you know, instead of having geocities.com forward slash Shylock Band, you could, you could shorten that to shylockband.tk. So all you had to do was type that in and it redirected you to um, the geocities site. But under official the, website <laughs> under the TK handle, and the TK handle was popular. Oh, yeah. every school band yeah. I was yeah. in had a dot .tk. Great, dot I'm glad TK. to hear it. Yeah. Um, and all I had to sacrifice was a little ad space. So, and I'm thinking Bad Fit could really do with a dot .tk at this stage of your I career. Think, Second yeah. single in. Yeah, I we think have. We need a dot .tk. We've yet to make a website, so I think that might be the route that we go down. Yeah. If dot .tk is listening. Please hit us off. <laughs> the thing is, though, if you get a .tk, you have to get a visitor counter. Oh, yeah. And a guest book. <laughs> and a guest book. And like a couple of gifts, like a giffing visitor counter, maybe. Or, uh... <laughs> did I just verbize gif? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we left you out, Grace, of the, uh, of the band uh, Taxonomy. Yeah. But you actually play in the coolest band of all, a, a band for young people. Yes, I do. Um, it's called the Lily's Driftwood Bay Band, and we are essentially a band around a TV show. Um, so we play at festivals, like for kids and culture night, and like it's the best audience I've ever played in front of, really. So good. Five-year-olds yeah. can't complain. Do you have like special rock moves for five-year-olds? You know the way there's classic... Uh... Well, there's the everybody put your hands in the air and then there's the everybody say ooh and ah and there's the classic Jerry Norman. Everybody take two steps forward. <laughs> What's the Driftwood Bay rock move? Oh, well, there's that whole thing. It's like, do you want to see an episode? Because we like screen the episodes and play the music live and then we like go, yeah. And then we're like, no, you need to be louder. And then they're like, <laughs> yeah. They obviously go, yeah. No, no. <laughs> I no can't episodes. hear Please you. Please stop. <laughs> So right, once Badfit set up the .tk, um, you can put up the video to the new single. Tell us a bit more about this new single, and are you are you doing any gigs to sort of celebrate this release? Well, yeah, coincidentally, we're playing a gig at Output Belfast on Thursday the sixteenth of February. So that's just the following week after the song comes out. Um, and if you haven't heard of Output before, it's like basically one night of about 30, 40 bands just playing in Belfast Cathedral Quarter. And it's really good fun. The gigs are all free in. Um, we're playing in the OES Centre. So keep an eye out if you're about town, come see us. Was last year the first year of Output? I remember going to it and there's like tons on and kind of, kind of like trying to work out where you were going to go. Um, it started in 2015 because I programmed it for the oh. first two years. Ooh. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, so uh, really, that was probably my fault if but you didn't hear about it. was it in that format then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was 10 venues all in one night, about 40 bands, yeah. I remember you being quite stressed around that time. It was really stressful, Yeah. It's a lot of, a lot, you know, it's good fun. Once it's over, it's great. <laughs> and does it have the buy-in of the music scene now, do you think? Like, is everyone, like, outputs, like, the place to go? I think, like, once word spread, more people get behind it. And it's just the idea is that it's almost like a culture night, but just for music. 
you know, so it's kind of fun just to kind of mill around and go from venue to venue. So your gig is at the Oh Yeah Centre and mm-hmm. who else is on the bill? Um, We've been told it's Sister Ghost Hot Cops and Mike Mormika. Nice lineup. Yeah, pretty yeah. happy with yeah, that. Yeah, we'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mike Mormika, um, friend of the jail case. Yeah. You can listeners, you can look up uh, the episode that had Mike talking about his Lo-Fi Life album that was uh, nominated for the Northern Irish Music Awards last year. Uh, that's in the archive at the website. Um, but yeah, Hot Cops, everyone of my favorite bands right now, apart from Bad Fit, I should oh, say. Obviously, <laughs> you'd see it. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? There's a little bit of a link, I think, because I feel like you guys and Hot Cops. Uh, are you know flying the sort of Weezer-ish flag in the local music scene there's the similarities in sound yeah I think so and there's a little bit of shoegaze creeping in there as well you know I think our new song's a bit more shoegazy than Strong Forever just that sort of dreamy washy guitar sound you probably should have heard the demos before we finished them (laughs) and they were uh, epically more shoegaze (laughs) until Grace got her hands on them well should we have a little listen to the new single sure yeah. Sounds good.
was Bad Fit and their new single, In The City. And you're listening to The Jewel Case with me, John Darcy. And I have the band at the band's house. Well, Grace from the band's house <laughs> right now. And uh, so are you happy with the new single? Is it like available on Spotify and all those places? It will be available on Spotify, yeah. Um, it will be I... because Danny made me transfer him money into his account. <laughs> yes, I asked Mando to give me £20 to put it on Spotify. This, is, this is really behind the curtain of how local bands work. <laughs> yeah, so, right, the nitty gritty. So let's get into it. You set up a band, you obviously have to rehearse. So like, how do you rehearse? We share a rehearsal space with a few other bands. Uh yeah, we share space uh, with Hornets. Hornets. <laughs> Shout out to Hornets. <laughs> Shout out to Hornets. Big up um, Hornets. And they're probably the only oh, other sorry. actual band. The yeah. rest are just misfit stuff. Yeah. But, um, Is that it? I think that might be. No, Smallhawk. Smallhawk, Pando's other band. Shout out to Smallhawk. Shout out to Smallhawk. Smallhawk. So how often does a band like Bad Fit rehearse? If there's a gig coming up at least once a week. Yeah. And even if there's not, it's we try to do it once a week whenever everyone can do it. On peak season, peak we'll, season yeah. we will rehearse once a week. That's quite like sports team like, you know, when we're when we're in season. Yeah. It's once a week. Yeah, I think if you're going to do it reasonably half decent, you have to meet up once a week. So then you've got the rehearsals and then what's next? Social media. So how does that like there's the bad fit Instagram is infamous. <laughs> And there's lots of great <laughs> captions and really funny photos. So who runs that or is it a team effort? It's very much team effort, I think. Um, a lot of the pictures just come off WhatsApp or the videos and stuff that we're just like laughing about and stupid stuff. So we'll put it up there and then um, we'll all kind of chat whatever whatever crap is going on. That's how the caption will happen probably. It seems like a really, like the band is confident in sharing its banter or like personality because a lot of bands like put up a sheen uh, and like the photos are all dead posed and um I think that feels like quite contrived now you know all this the photos of people standing at in a distance looking in different directions <laughs> yeah it, but yeah, from the get-go yeah. you guys were quite different to that it's difficult for us to be that way because we're just not that way at all yeah we are we're not any kind of revolutionaries or anything but we we don't take ourselves too seriously, which is fine, but we take the music seriously, but not each other or anything that we do, really. It's good crack out in the room. We have mm-hmm. we have a lot of laughs when we're rehearsing. So you mentioned the what the WhatsApp. It is that how the band organizes itself? Yes, pretty is that much. Like, uh, ground, like uh, is that mission control? It's, it is. WhatsApp group text? I think there probably is a couple of side chats as well because nothing gets done in the group whatsapp <laughs> it's all things get it's done. all memes well yeah whenever a, whenever <laughs> whenever a serious question comes up there's like so much banter oh whatsapp whatsapp yeah what's going on uh then like a serious question regarding the band comes up about can you rehearse can we do this show what about the release date and then like Nothing. Silence. Silence. Gone. Yeah. No, just a vacuum. Everyone's such a flagger in this. <laughs> oh, and where did the name come? Was that part of the the the, the vibe? <coughs> you know, bad fit and like there's sort of a DIY and sort of a flunky sort of vibe to what you post on Instagram. I think that's the coincidence. I think um, kind of because we don't really have an agenda with the social media, that's very natural. 
But whenever Danny and I were thinking of the song at the start, I remember I had a few stipulations was that it had to be two words. It oh, had yeah. to be it had to be something that if you said it to someone, they could spell it and that if they read it, they could say it out loud. Um and also I wanted it close to the start of the alphabet because if it was like in festival bills and it would be up at the top. I know it's very contrived. But. Do you have a marketing degree? Because that exactly <laughs> sounds like. That was like Darren Brown or something. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that sounds okay. <laughs> yes, that's like, yeah, Darren Brown could work out the name of Bad Fit just by looking at you from yeah. the audience. Well, All the names I come up with were very emo. Mm-hmm. Like super like, oh, great emo. Yeah. Like, like what? I wish I could if we were in emo hearing. bands. Um, can we hear them? Yeah, talk on and I'll think of something. I'll, I'll drop them in every so often. Sure, there's a so, list. So I assume you came up with Bad Fit then? I think maybe, but it could have been because me and Danny were back at, sparking ideas back and forth for a while. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, Danny's yeah you just can take out, credit for that. Danny's got out his phone. He's trying to find a list. of. How long is your passcode, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> Danny's actually unlocking his phone to check, I assume, his notes app. Notes app. <laughs> Correct, John. Get your you. notes out. <laughs> and uh, tell us some of those uh, B-side bad fit Okay, notes. here we go. <laughs> Real world only. Oh, you definitely go. would not have got a tattoo of that one. I'll say, I'll say like two more because they're all terrible. Each time it's night. <laughs> <laughs> and here's one for here's one for the dashboard confessional fans. Summer unwound. Oh. <laughs> At least that hit the two word mark. Yeah, yeah. Grace, I sent a Grace oh. about. Ten of these, and she oh. literally ignored me for two days. <laughs> Down the hill, that Danny. <laughs> Some of them can be spell checked. I don't. Know. No, there's one there that says horse. <laughs> horse at war. <laughs> war horse. War horse. You're no. going to call the band War Horse. <laughs> No more, no more. I can't deal with that man. <laughs> Why have I never seen wow. them before? Oh, Are you sure that was for bad fit and it wasn't for your like? No, I, I, I mean, look at what's the date on that note. Uh, <laughs> look, ultimately, uh, we all have different <laughs> outlooks on what this band is. All right, one more. <clears throat> Farewell to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, that's really dark, actually. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. No more. That's that's quite <laughs> antithetical to strong forever. Yeah. So if you need any band names, you know where to come. Anyone? <laughs> Danny's got a whole ream of them. If you're just alive now, <laughs> oh please that's stop. That's quite good. Please terrible. stop. <laughs> terrible. Oh, that's. I mean, Jesus. that's the hardest hurdle to find a good band name. Yeah, very much so. And mm-hmm. at least you didn't use any of those. Yeah. <laughs> at, least, at least we got to bad fit in the end. <laughs> All those names are bad fit. I guess the next hurdle is the uh, the album name. Oh, is that yeah. on the well, there's a few. I can see a few contenders there. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. Like, yeah, I think ultimately we would love to write an album. Yeah, um, we've got lots of material. We're all musicians, I guess. You know, it wouldn't just be two people writing in the band. It would be all of us, really. You know. Mm. So, well, how does that cool. work? That process of getting a song together. Well, pretty much, because whenever we started, it was just Danny and I, and we hadn't really thought about, you know, making the rest of the band or making it into a four-piece or making it live. So um, 
Danny and I, basically Danny sent, like worked up tracks and quite highly produced. Like he would have all the parts in it and send it over to me, but just without vocals or melodic lines. So then I would just kind of make a top line on top of that, mm. come up with lyrics and melody. And then after that, we would meet up and talk about arranging it and kind of chopping and pacing and refining it. And that's pretty much how it's yeah, worked. Yeah, I think it's worked quite well up to now. Um, and we're very open about it. Like, there's like if something's not good, Grace will say, I don't like that. And I'll go, I don't like it either. And, you know, <laughs> it's fine, you know. I didn't like it anyway, so. Oh, but so, I got happened the other night, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, I had I was raving about this one particular song and played it to Grace, and she kind of just ignored that I'd played it. <laughs> And, you know, I'm I, so I sorry, that, that she didn't like it. I'm a bitch. I'm yeah, so that, sorry. Is that the dynamic? Then? Yeah, is there's no, you... there's no, there's no pretense or nobody gets. Yeah. That doesn't gets... sound very open, though, does it? I well, just ignore you if I don't well, like, like something. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to get offended. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, some offense. And then, Aww. how do the other two fit into that, Panda? Can you speak for Megan as well? <clears throat> um, yeah, I'll absolutely speak for Megan. Um, we really, well. Up until until now, it's been Danny and Grace coming with the ideas, um, and Megan and I just really make it sound good in terms of yes. the drums <laughs> and the bass. Because without them, songs are nothing. Absolutely. Okay, nah. I, I mean, I think we just put we, the songs there. Danny has basically rent out. Danny sent through the, the initial run of songs. The drums and everything are programmed, you know, and essentially I still play the same rhythms, but um, with a few wee small different differences. Um, what which, was that song that you were freaking out about at the start because the drums were so yeah, he had this, weird? He, he had this um, worry doll. He had, yeah. he had this beat in it and I was like, not possible. <laughs> <laughs> not possible for a human to play that. Uh, turns out it was. You got it down. I got it. Yeah. yeah. Smashed it. Who's the um who, who's the sort of musical influences on the band? Can we get like a this is this is the great like thing that people do, especially in sports commentary now. What's the Mount Rushmore of the greatest ever? What's the Mount Rushmore of musical influences on Bad Fit for that, yeah. acts or artists? That's a great question. Um it's a really tough one to answer because the songs came from me kind of listening to shoegazy type music coming off the back of being in a hardcore band and um, then refining those down a bit to be more sort of user-friendly, I guess, listener-friendly, um, and then getting Grace involved. So, Well, I think we both agreed or we kind of came together over a love of the band Always. I think yeah, we sure. really loved that album that came out a couple of years ago. So that's probably... Because I play... I play your guitar, Danny, but that's the same guitar as like the lead singer and always. Yeah, yeah. So just for even small things like that. Um, yeah. It's kind of like we're copying them or something. Uh, to, yeah, <laughs> like imitating, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. the sincerest form of flattery. <laughs> you have to say Best Coast as well. Yeah, I yeah. love those Best two, Coast. Those two are about as close to us as you Yeah. Know. Yeah, definitely love the drums in. Best Coast, I think that comes across in some of the songs we have. Yeah, we're very much like, I think lots of bands that play this kind of music are not as heavy on the drum sound, maybe. And I think we've had that bit of a heavier drum sound yeah. always, which yeah. I like. Mm-hmm. It's more a bit 
a bit rockier as opposed to the dreamy poppy drum machine sort guitars of. and yeah. vocals yeah. The, the drums are definitely rock um and we all love weezer yeah something uh-huh. we can all agree on well you you's covered was it tired of sex you's covered yeah. in the first game <laughs> yeah yeah, I tried to. <laughs> <laughs> Danny and I actually play in a much more successful Weezer cover band. Okay, well, I, I, I was, I, I was waiting for when this was going to come up because do you know that me and Ryan McGrory, um, from Beauty Sleep, had actually, uh, you know, set up our own Weezer cover band called Beezer. Nope, nope years no, ago. That's no. yeah. and we did have one practice. <laughs> <laughs> with Kier- with Kieran Coyle from uh, the Wonder Villains on bass and Niall Doherty from Future Chaser on drums and me me as Rivers obviously didn't happen, didn't happen. <laughs> uh, send send photo evidence yeah but sure Beauty Sleep also um... so how did Beezer come about I love Weezer always have done and I had I had said. Years ago, oh, I'd love to start a Weezer cover band, like years and years and years and years ago. And it obviously never happened. And then another friend of ours um, mentioned it to me, and I, was, I just said to him, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's actually do it. Um, so we did. And then they came to me. Because they I came have, to Danny. I've got a car and a big amp. <laughs> and a big amp. And that's all and a we need someone to take us to the gig and, like, play it as well <laughs> so he's had one gig as Beezer is there going to be another because I missed that one yes and there will yeah, be more yeah, I think yeah. so I think so we made so much money that there's yeah. definitely going to be more <laughs> like the figure absolutely you know you could probably say much the same about the Always Sunny tribute band as well which is essentially oh, yeah. Bad Fit's first gig was as Chemical Toilet that's true yeah. oh yeah tell us more about the Always Sunny thing Um, so me and my housemate Laura kind of bonded over a love of Always Sunny and we saw that there was a theme night that happened in Dublin and we wished we could have went to it but we couldn't and we were like no one was doing it up here so we thought well why don't we do it and we didn't think it would be like massive we just um just got the top room in the sunflower and thought just something kind of quiet and just get our friends to go and it sold out in six minutes oh my so um that was that was our first performance on stage together it didn't just sell out it oversold. No, that was the second one. That that was oversold. The second one? the second one crashed the website oh. and <laughs> oversold by twice we as many. Broke the internet. Tickets. Yeah. Literally broke the internet. Yeah. So we went from playing a sixty capacity in the Sunflower to the next one was three hundred and fifty capacity in wow. the Dockers Club, and we the whole place was rammed. Um, but it was class. Just everyone in fancy dress, and me and Laura worked very hard for all the decorations and things. So who yeah, knew that there was such a following for "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia"? I had no idea. I know. I know. So we definitely want to get one of those again this year. I think another big pair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is, is Bad Fit the lost leader? Really? Yeah, pretty much. So much. We do these things to pay for Bad Fit. That's kind of. <laughs> oh, I just remembered the photo evidence of of us having a, a Beezer Weezer tribute band before, and it's on I Ooh. think my Instagram account from Ran McGrory's birthday we'll years ago. Out. So I'm going to do a deep dive and yeah, send we'll that to, to you. Yeah. We'll, we'll verify dive. that. I'm going to. Yeah, you can you can do your forensic analysis of that photo. <laughs> It's okay to do impressions of Donald Trump, or is he not allowed to do that? Because you know why he goes wrong. <laughs> Does that? he do that? Yeah. Does he do yeah. that? Somebody says something that's stupid. He goes wrong, wrong. I started a Weezer tribute band before you. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> 
So let's see, bad fit. The next gig is at Output and then what's next? We are talking about releasing an EP, aren't we, Danny? Yeah. We've got um, a group of songs kind of pulled together for an EP. What would you, what's the collective term for a, a group of songs? An EP. A, a group of songs EP? <laughs> An album? <laughs> what, what do you want to call it? A slew of songs. Um, albumin. Albumin? Uh, no, that's absolutely terrible. Terrible. Summer Unwind. That's great. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye to me. Yeah, so hopefully, yeah, we've, we're trying to set ourselves some deadlines. Farewell so. to me. Oh, farewell to me. <laughs> so we'll for April for that one. And the rumor has it we're going to be on a billboard no. in April for our April gig. Rumor has it. Yep. Where's that? That's not. Yeah. It's not announced yet, but we'll. It's not official. It's oh probably, come on! Give never, us the give us the exclusive. Well, if you're from Belfast, if you live in Belfast, you might be able to go. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real exclusive, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you really not tell me? When's it getting announced? don't know actually yeah i'd say within maybe well we can't announce it until after the next two gigs oh yeah one of those ones yeah Classes. we're logged into a contract n- no one will come to those gigs if we announce <laughs> this really good one <laughs> i know uh, here's a great idea right get the geocities.tk set up <laughs> and then release the exclusive announcement get everyone to next- go to the <laughs> The, the only way you'll find out if you go to badfit.tk that will spike your user the number the yeah, the user count. We'll, have a, we'll have a counter and a guest book you can sign the guest book and the counter will be the cover of the EP to show how many yeah. people have seen it and the chat good. room we can ask them for names for the EP and get people to buy yeah. what there's a chat room too on the site was there not chat rooms no, well, yeah. no. you have to have forums no? Absolutely forum. Yes, where, it's a forum where, book. where yeah. were forums then did people just use a, a guest book as a chat room Oh yes, I remember. Yeah. I remember book. people true, true. being like, "Oh, Grace loves such and such," and it'd be like, "Oh, who wrote that about me?" And like, did you love? basically just like what, slagging what, each other. What was your website? Why was people saying they loved you on uh, TK? Oh no, so like it would <laughs> Please be. Please tell us. It would be our friends' bands' websites. So like, um, I was friends with these guys in a metal band called Deep Kick, and you would write on their little board, like little sort of like, what are those things? you get in magazines where you write something like oh such and such did this but you don't say the name of the person ghosts are they called what oh um what is that called we leave out the name you leave out the name but you're like which hollywood celebrity uh, okay yeah. there's a website like a the, fill in the blank yeah yeah there's a they, website dedicated they to can't that they can't say the name of the person because a, they might get sued no oh it's really one of those gossipy things yeah, yeah it's like a gossip so, column. Yeah, they don't want to incriminate anyone God, yeah no so they'll be like who loves such and such and like Grace loves this person and then you could talk on your friends basically and just like <laughs> if, if you thought a couple were taking too long to get together you'd be like oh well she fancies him and you'd be you mortified is this Gossip Girl? <laughs> North Coast Gossip Girl <laughs> yeah forward slash bad fit forward slash guestbook when did guestbook leave the common vernacular of I the don't internet? Know. I don't Good know. point. Yeah. Can we can we give can we give that a date? Was that two thousand and six? Do you know what happened? MySpace. I was going to say MySpace. MySpace. MySpace Absolutely. PC for PC. And then it was your top yes. eight. <laughs> Could you get in my? That top was eight? a slow like, burner. <laughs> yeah, get in my top eight, Danny. Top you wouldn't have made it. And then top, top sixteen, Bebo. Who's the top sixteen? Yeah. Uh, shout out to Bebo. Shout, shout out. out to Bebo. Can't forget Bebo. MySpace. 
PC versus PC. So apart PC versus PC. <laughs> apart from dead areas of the internet, what else inspires you <laughs> as a group? As a group, um... and always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, I think what actually inspires me is the fact that you know working in a job which is a really good job, but you know it's it gives me money to be able to play music, and that's it. You want to break free? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if we were being serious, I like playing music. I don't think I'd ever make it, be able to make it my living. But um, thanks. Watch I mean, this space. Like, what are we doing here? Then? <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's official. Bad fit breakup. <laughs> <laughs> Which top Belfast band is breaking up? <laughs> Dot TK. <laughs> Dot TK. A billboard tonight. We broke up. Yeah. <laughs> What do you think it is? Like, what is the state of play for bands right now, whether that's in Northern Ireland or, you know, the UK or Europe um, in terms of like, is it feasible to make it in music right now? What does making it mean? Well, I kind of hate all this rhetoric around, oh, the music industry, like the bottom's falling out of it and there's no sales, there's no revenue. I think it's like everyone in the old guard freaked out whenever people stopped buying albums and records. And... I think though that technology like changes so fast all the time so I think vinyl and record and physicals is going to be a very small part in the future of like the music industry I think there's other ways that you make money and um at the same time I, d- I think it was always hard as a musician to ever make a living yeah I'm a I'm a great advocate for Spotify and all that I love it but I feel as if the way that it developed into it was the wrong way um the, the massive gap started by Napster to get to this point where people listening to music that you've made and you should be in theory paid for. Um, I think that gap was very unbeneficial to lots of musicians. Maybe that happening, there was such a period where you didn't pay for music, people downloaded music and to an extent still do. And then Spotify came along. And you could listen to music for free, but artists were making money of it. But somehow all that stuff devalued Correct. the music. Yeah. Now that it's there, everything's there. Every album you want to hear is there, but it's somehow devalued. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I love that. I don't get the argument that because it's free, it means that more people hear it. I've never personally got that argument. I think that's true. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to just come and like <laughs> contradict you, but I think I've heard way more music since streaming came in from like, No, no, from streaming, 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 great, love it. I don't pay for streaming though. Well, you better not say that. <laughs> um, I feel as if Spotify is great, all the streaming sites are great, but you pay for them. And that is the route back to the band or the artist to pay them. But before that, where you weren't paying or paying anything, I feel as if that was very negative towards the music industry. But I, do you know what, man? And you know this, I don't listen to new music. I don't know how to find new music. <laughs> I don't know there where you it's go. at. I don't know what it is. It's all free and you're not listening yeah, to it. Yeah, but I don't know. There's so much. What, what am I going to listen to? I, how, what, how is someone how do going I find to it? find Bad Fit? I don't know. I don't listen to the radio. But I do listen to the radio. I listen to U105. <laughs> That's I listen to radio. Don't say that on this Sorry. podcast. <laughs> no. I mean, delete. <laughs> I listen. I listen to the radio. Let's try. Boop. I listen to the radio. I listen to radio stations that play old music. 
that that's perfectly fine. And you know, I I like old music too. Love it. However, <laughs> love it. However, <laughs> there is no future for music unless people get paid for it. I don't think though the way that people make their money, the way that artists make their money now, is going to be from the consumer. It's going to be from ads. It's going to be from touring sometimes yep i completely tour. i'm happy with so that. i just think that there's different sources of revenue i've always yeah you adapt to suit you know that's yeah. i've always lived my life that way you adapt to suit your current <laughs> circumstances <laughs> like now listen to darwin here nobody's paying you for that you get it some other way yeah i guess the thing i always try to remember is that the music industry that we all thought was like the way it worked was only that way for less than a century. Yeah, if you think about it, the technological revolutions that led to the phonograph and records and cassettes and then CDs, that was, you know, revolutionary. And before that, it was sheet music was, I guess, the only way you could buy a physical copy of something. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. It's it's a tricky one. Where does it go now? I know every every time in youth, like CD, or where does it go now? Minidisc? Maybe not. (laughs) MP3? Uh, Spotify. What's next? What is it? Well, gonna are, are MP- there's gonna there's gonna be something like are MP3s nearly dead? I believe so. Yeah, because of streaming and yeah. because of cloud services. Yeah, I don't remember the last time I listened to an MP3 apart from just like demos. Yeah, it, it'll have its use for sending to people through radio stations. And stuff, uh, yeah, not... I think bloggers still like sometimes yeah. the option of being able to download it. As opposed to streaming it, but you, you still give a stream link as well. It's not yeah, it's like, actually more like an industry thing. Yeah, it's it like is. a presser, your MP3, but your audience doesn't actually receive that. And a lot of like industry blogs, I guess, and radio stations are run by people that prefer physical. So they like when you post out things and send MP3s. So yeah, yeah there's still something there. Yeah, there's still lots of money out there and lots of. Where is it, Danny? Danny's back pocket. <laughs> I'm cleaning up. <laughs> it's these uh, Weezer tribute bands <laughs> making all the money in Belfast. <laughs> tribute bands is where it's at. <laughs> Who's the tri- next tribute band, man? We're going to get John's tribute band to support us. Yeah, you can support <laughs> us. Will we? Uh, w- could we focus on different albums then? Is that yeah? It? Yeah, you do an album. We'll do an album. Yeah, but we'll be much better. <laughs> is, I, I don't. I don't want to do the big the ask the big question. We've already done a really deep chat, but. Yeah, no, let's do it. Let's ask the big, the big question. Blue album or Pinkerton? Pinkerton. Oh, Fantastic. Um, Straight into Pinkerton. Pinkerton. Really? Absolutely. The, Without I, a second thought? No. The first album that I got of Weezer was Pinkerton. So, and off the back of that, I bought the Blue album. So, yes, I'll go Blue album. Blue album? Yeah, I'll go Blue Ooh. album. The first album I had was the Blue album. And Me loved too. it, obviously. And went and bought Pinkerton. I remember getting it. I remember getting it and putting it in the car. It must have been, yeah, it was, must have been 17. So it must have been quite late in terms of musical exploration. And putting it in the car and just hearing it. And the, the four pings at the start and the kick drum and the drums at the start just blowing my mind straight away. Yeah, very and just thinking, music can sound like this. What? It's so abrasive. It's yeah, so yeah. Pinkerton like. Mm. What about you, John? <sighs> Ratitude, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout. 
I've, I think I've always been a Blue Album boy. Um, nice. Although Pinkerton, yeah, I think Pinkerton delivers more emotions for me and definitely takes me places that as a teenager, yeah. when I listened to that for the first time, took me places that music probably hadn't. Until yeah, then. Mm-hmm. everyone hated Pinkerton when it came out because Blue was so polished and kind yeah. of... Yeah perfect pop rock yeah. and then Pinkerton came out and everyone wanted, was just expecting more because they were so successful off that and Buddy Holly and yeah Pinkerton came out it's very and much it, time it, and place you pointed out a good yeah. point there John where it's like you know it took you through this period of your time or you know whenever you heard Pinkerton or whatever or the Blue Album Boy being a Blue Album Boy like that during was that a, emo kind that was of a part of your life and like because yeah. it infected you in a certain way and it's the bit you remember the most yeah, although, you know what, the first time I was exposed to them was Hash Pipe on MTV2. <laughs> <laughs> green album, that was great. <laughs> truthful, right? We'll not talk about the green album. No, well, no, the green album's like alright. Green album's yeah. okay. Like, <laughs> Everyone check out Weezer. You know, I had great times with Weezer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she got them on the jail case. Uh, yeah, get them on. Do you know what, see that early, we're talking about early internet websites and everything. Weezer's website, back when, you know, bands' websites were sort of a new thing, their website was maintained by one of their like high Carl. school friends, Carl. Carl yes, and no he was way. like nearly a fifth member of the band. Yeah, yeah. Even though they had more than five members over the years, but he was he was like always the, the fifth person around, and he was actually archiving and documenting yeah, everything about I, the band. So Pictures of all the guitars that Rivers used over the years, lyrics for songs that never even got played live. Yeah, things like that. there's a a Weezerpedia on the internet. You can go to Weezerpedia. But it probably all comes from that website, you know. And yeah, he's be- still he's still there, like tour manager or fan club president or whatever. He's yeah. he does a lot Street of their, team. their Instagram <laughs> and so social media. And when all. you say you don't listen to mu- new music, does that mean you haven't engaged with Weezer since <laughs> Green Album Maladroit? Not really. The last one that I kind of liked was the Red Album, but even before that, I didn't. It was okay. That Pork and Beans is a tune, you know, because that's, that's a good it's song. like it's like yeah. old Weezer, and then. I don't know. I just, I don't know. It's, it's how it sounds to me. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I, I find. I'm that not trying to last... justify not listening to new music, but I just don't like. Do you, I? I sort of disengage sometimes with bands. There's a certain point with some bands where parts of their discography really uh, touch me, and then I have to check out because their new music turns me off them. A sure. Bit. Sure. Is this do you do you resonate with that or does that resonate with you? Well, uh, what comes to mind for me is I when I when I was a teenager I was a, a massive Foo Fighters fan, mm-hmm. and then um, One by One came out and it was the first time I ever felt really disappointed because I didn't like it. I was like, oh, but I love the Foo Fighters. But I loved that album. I didn't like that album. <laughs> I really liked it. It was, but it was the whole sound of it. It just didn't. It was too clean or something, and that's generally my problem with with modern music. It's too. Mm. Sounds too good. Too polished. <laughs> too <Yeah>. much high end. <laughs> oh. I think um, back in the day, I felt like that was Biffy Claro. Yeah. Because their first three yeah, see, were I loved them. amazing. And then, I, I don't know, I hate that though whenever people are like, oh, they sold out. or, But I think they went mainstream. I don't know. It's not like a snobby thing of it. I think I just genuinely didn't like the stuff that they came out with. Like but for again, puzzle. for me, that was a productional thing because yeah. they went to that guy, uh, Garth Richardson or something, and he, like the sound just became like so polished, so perfect for, for radio and, yeah. and everything. But but like, yeah, that's a progression that 
everybody has to make money. You have to make that. You know, it's okay to stop really, like to go back to what John was saying, it's okay to kind of stop liking a band's output because it's changed. You know, you can but whenever like you're whenever you're a teenager, it's so important. Yeah, yeah. but it's it, so it is important. important while you like it. But whenever you stop kind of vibing on it, it's okay to, you know, move on. I don't know. But as you can't, <laughs> you can't, you know, see, see, like, you know, I don't mean to say metalheads, but like, if you're metalheads, oh my god, <laughs> you can't say metalheads, metal man. No, it's what I was going to say about them. <laughs> <laughs> no, but do they call them metalheads anymore? Metal aficionado. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, you can't love all a band's output. It's it's impossible. I feel it's impossible. And you're lying if you do. I can say that maybe apart from one or two songs, I probably like all of the Beatles output, but maybe I'm such a mark for the Beatles. I do like the Beatles. As I well. would agree with you there. What's, what what Beatles songs do you not do it for you? Octopus's Garden. Oh, that's a tune. No. Can't, I, anything that Ringo that's touches, a Ringo. That's I'm a Ringo, just like, like, get out of so here. Like Ringo. Get that's Ringo's only here. song. Have you not seen the footage of like, it's yeah. so Ringo cute. Ringo have that one. During the, let, George, the Let It right, Be it? sessions yeah. and George is like tutoring Ringo. And it's so sad because like, John and Paul had no interest in Ringo writing yeah. songs. In fact, they were not letting like, <laughs> anywhere weird. near a piano. It's so and George cute. is just beside him, like his older brother, like, no, just put your hands there. And then I, I'd like to be rhymes with C. Let's try it. <laughs> that was based on a true story. He was away in, like, I don't know, Lanzarote on some boat cruise. And they were telling Ringo how the octopus was Bill Gardens under the sea. Oh, and that's right. what he wrote this song about. Okay. Because I uh, studied the Beatles when I was at uni, so I have all this oh, like stupid knowledge about the Beatles. What, what, where did you study the Beatles? Uh, well, I did. It was I did music at Queens, and one of the modules I did was I on did the Beatles. That too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what 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 year were you in? Uh, oh, I don't want to say, but um, I graduated in two thousand and nine. Was I the year after you then? I think. Yeah, you must have been. Cause shout out, yeah. shout out, Gary Kendall. Oh, big who Gary. Was the lecturer on that. Gaza. And you guys Gaza are laughing because you Gaza can't believe Gaza. that there was a module on Beatles in a university course. I am all for it. Very good. Uh, Love it. I'm an uneducated man, so, you know, I learn through life. Street smarts. I listen to the Beatles. I don't need to be lectured upon them. <laughs> Ooh. If Paul McCartney was alive this day, he would say, nobody's given out a lecture on this. Yeah, I yeah. should say that we are recording in advance of this going out, so you better hope that Paul oh. McCartney doesn't die. Oh. Danny, woe betide you. <laughs> the Reaper. Right. Pando, what inspired you to make music? Because Danny answered in a really eloquent, beautiful manner and you you just sort of sat back and let him riff. Well, as I previously said, I'm uneducated, so I don't know how eloquent it'll be, but uh, what inspires me to make music? Danny, Grace, everything around me. I, I, it's just, I just really love, just love doing it. I just like to play drums. I like to play guitar. I like to write tunes and play tunes, particularly with like-minded people. I don't know. Like A lot of it is the, the live performance for me. I like the thought of, I don't, I don't care about people looking at me, but it's you can't replicate a band playing live and going mm. to see a band. And mm-hmm. I love seeing, I love going to a gig and seeing my friends playing in a band and watching them and going, ah. Oh, I want to I wanna be doing that, you know. I wa- why am I not playing? 
That's jealousy. It's not jealousy. It's like, oh, this is great. I want. Why can I not do that? No, it's inspiration. It's inspiration. Yeah, that is inspiration. Yeah. yeah. I love. I love seeing everyone doing it and just. You know, maybe someone looks at me and goes, "I want to do that." Yeah. Before you start, Grace, I just want to say that, like, I have no route to market for music. I have no family members to play music. My dad, mom, uncles, aunts, granny—none of them have ever played music. Uh, yeah, so I how I I've ended up even playing a guitar, I'll never know. But what what I will say is, my family were very encouraging of me doing it. You know, my mom bought me my early instruments, and obviously saw there was some sprig of talent. <laughs> Minuscule sprig. Minuscule. <laughs> what about you, Chris? Um, well, but now it's like a mighty oak. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, from the most precocious seeds <laughs> grow the tallest trees. I'm a little different from you guys because I do come from a musical family and I went to piano lessons from the age of six and my brother plays and my other brother played bass and my dad's basically been singing with my dad since I was about 10. Um, and then I, he, I have his old guitar actually. He got a new guitar, a much nicer one. So I was hand-me-down of his acoustic, but um yeah music was very much part of growing up especially like in church and I've definitely been singing at funerals since I was 10 11 so it's a it's a real introduction into the world of music but I think that's where I get my love of melody and harmony and dad is very like good at teaching me and encouraging me just to sing and play church is good for learning to play music Mm -hmm. that's how I, I learned to play oh yeah I played and I played guitar and I played bass in church you couldn't get me into one now like but <laughs> you'd burn crossing they don't the threshold want you, they, don't want, they don't want me but that was that was my first experience of playing as like in within a group of people i think that's quite a common thing yeah pro- particularly in this country it probably is yeah i mean lots common. of the lots of the bands um that have done really well northern ireland you know did start as like either practicing in church or the actual band in church Very or in service or, yeah, yeah. Panama Kings. Six Star. Yeah. All those guys. MTC. Yeah, MTC. yeah. R.I.P. All those bands. Uh, R.I.P. They were decent. Danny learned in the Bush Tavern, Balmoney. <laughs> yeah, I learned. <laughs> no church there. Yeah, no church. <laughs> yeah, but I just feel that's a great question. How? What actually inspires you to play music? Rather than just saying a list of bands that you like, what actually inspires you? Well, I have to say that I struggle in terms of of songwriting. And, you know, I nearly have to, to, like, force myself to sit down and play music in terms of writing. I, I struggle with that. But see, whenever we were doing the Weezer cover band, that was the most fun I've ever had in the house, just yeah, picking up the guitar, learning mm. the songs, you know, and that really rekindled. And that's only recent, that, but that's just me. I struggle with that side of things. It's much easier for me to, because it was great when we started and you had, the songs were all there pretty much. And I just had to learn them, and it was great for me to walk out to the practice room and drum and not have to worry about any of that. Like, it, yeah, it's a big performance. There's a thing big for difference. Me. It's yeah. not. It's yeah. What I you're struggle is, with the writing. There's a big difference between being a musician and an artist. I think that's what you're saying. Is a musician not an artist? God, not necessarily. No, I, I, I think I, I would uh, maybe just break it down as a performer and a writer. Yeah. Okay. You can be both. Yeah, performer. You can writer, be both, yeah. but you're not necessarily no, both. Exactly, and I, I, you know, I, I've never felt comfortable on stage, but I don't want to stop doing it. 
Well, also we kind of you did you you did say that one of your big inspirations or um yeah one of your big inspirations was seeing friends and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and people you know playing on stage. Big style. Is is Belfast right now inspiring as a band to play in? And is there a scene right now, or are there multiple? I'm actually quite excited. In the past year, or two years, there's been a sort of change of the guard, and there's new bands coming up through. Um, like really exciting different sounds and like new talent and it's so nice because I think for a while you're just seeing the same faces just at every gig and it's nice that there's new people coming up and joining in and it's not just like a little sort of clique or anything I think it's quite nice isn't it I I don't go to half as many gigs as as I used to Mm. but I know when I moved up here um when I was 18 or 19 the years the two or three years after that like the scene just exploded you know that that time was there was so many great bands so many great venues you could have went to a gig a couple of gigs every week you know um i don't know whether that is still the case or not because i'm not as i'm not in that scene as much i don't go to as many gigs is it there i don't know it is but i think uh what is particular to note is that you and I moved to Belfast at the same time mm-hmm. and compared to like Balamoney and Portrush and Portchurch sure. it was just mind-blowing how yeah, much music yeah, there was, was. Yeah. and that Maybe was, that, yeah, that's probably that was half factor. the reason that we moved to Belfast I think it was it was a special time in music there there wasn't anything like that 10 years before it was bubbling and it was getting there and then there was a massive peak mm-hmm. um but again, part of it's down to the venues. It's not just the bands. Like part of it is venues closing down or changing purpose, yeah. mm-hmm. new owners and things. And um, it was a wild west time, I think, where a lot of uh, venues didn't really know what to do with the room. So let's let some yeah. bands use it. We'll not charge them that much. Maybe we'll let them use it for free and hope that some people come and totally. order lots of drinks. And now it seems like there's a bit of a more cynicism or, you know, bars have different ideas about how to run their business yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the yeah. I mean, money comes into it. Yeah, you know, money makes makes the bars stay open. Basically, you know. What's your favorite venue in Belfast at the minute? My favorite venue is the Empire Belfast, who, which I have never mm. played in ever. Really, over no, all I, the actually. years, never actually played on it. Yeah. Oh, and do you think you'll get a chance to play it anytime soon? <laughs> I, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe people would have to tune in to badfit.tk to find out in the coming months. Follow us it. <laughs> I have played in the Empire on numerous occasions. Yeah. No, it's the only one I haven't ever played. Whenever, in whenever I made it last. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lovely venue. Have you played yourself? Uh, yeah, I played the Empire a couple of times back in the day. Nice. Yeah. I have nice. I have a special connection because I oh, I got married and had our evening do on it. So that's kind of sentimental. Do you want to give a shout out to your spouse while you're on? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Jenna Mary. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> Any other shout outs before we go? Because guys, I think I'll have to wrap this up soon. You have uh, you have things to do with your evening. I Thanks shout out to Megan who couldn't be here. Shout out to Megan O'Kane who missed you tonight. The part of the big gang. Let's Complete let's talk us. about Megan for a minute. Great gal. All round um, superstar. I give her at least six out of ten. See geography, like she knows her stuff. She knows her geography. She's an academic. Yeah, right here. she yeah. is an academic. She doesn't need losers like us. She does not holding her back. She's gonna get such a great job with that geography degree. <laughs> 
Please don't do a PhD, Megan. Please don't. Please don't, don't, do don't leave us. Please don't leave us. My wife does it. It's the worst thing. I'm leaving her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. We will we will bring it to a close, but to bring it to a close, I do need a track to play us out. So give me a track collectively as bad fit. I'll give you a wee second to think um, but while the group thinks. Grace, can you tell us all the places on social media and all that to check out Bad Fit and remind us of how to get the new single and when the next gig is? Plug, plug, plug. Okay, plug, plug, plug. So we are on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook and SoundCloud and that is Bad Fit Band for all of those places. Um, the new single is out on the 10th of February and check our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter to get that. Um, and then we're playing on the 16th of February in the Oh Yes Centre. And Danny, I think it's up to you to announce what we're, what we're finishing with. The song that we will be playing out with is a song by Jennifer Lopez. J. Lopez. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer L. And the song is Waiting for Tonight. J-Lo waiting for tonight and I'm expecting a cover of it in lieu of Weezer at the next Bad Fit gig. Grace, Danny and Pando and Megan in absentia, thank you Bad Fit for coming on the Jude case. Night night. Good night. Waiting for tonight